Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Pod in This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Brandon. You guys, time to hide your holographic 3D porn because today we're watching Pixel Perfect. When holography. Holography? <laughs> That's not a word. Holography. Holography. <laughs> it's used Isn't... to create a new pop star. Things start to go awry. Wow. That's, what a I great think, explanation. One of the worst. Let's rewrite it. What? What it's is this actual bad. one sentence? When a man <clears throat> uses holograms for a pop star, his friend is pissed she's in the friend zone. When a man what? loves a hologram... Things go awry. He never loved her, though. Oh, he loved her. No. Yeah. I don't think we'll he liked her in like a loving sort of way. I think it was more like this is my creation. And yeah, like you're perfect. <gasps> like the Phantom of the Opera loved the girl. The girl. No, there was a part in the movie where he was like, "Now give me a look," because he was taking her picture, and he was like, "Now give me a look, like you're in love." And she looked at him like she was in love, and he looked back at her like he was in love. That part was creepy. I, we can talk about it more, but... Uh, okay. First question. Have you guys seen this movie before? Somehow I hadn't, which is weird because Ricky Ullman, and also I definitely thought until like I started watching this that Allie and or AJ was in it, but I think it was just associating like Ricky Ullman with Blonde Girl. Made me yeah. always believe that she was in this. That's what I thought, too. I had never seen this movie before. But I thought it was, like, basically the cast of Phil of the Future just in this movie. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is the movie, this is one of the major movies that made me willing to do this podcast. (laughs) Just to get to this point. Honestly. Because I have so many fond memories of this movie. I loved this movie so much. I held it in such high regards. And I could never find it on the internet or anywhere up until like the last few years when it, you know, things became more findable. So I really, I really wanted to see this movie and take another look at it and see if it held up anywhere near my standards. Going into it, I was super nervous that it would take kind of a weird science turn where it was like teenage boy makes hologram to jack off to or whatever, like some weird creepy idealized woman sort of thing and it didn't really go there as much as i thought it would i don't think it went there at all obviously i think we have differing opinions on that but not 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 very different opinions i i pretty much agree with you i think that he did start to fall a little bit in love with the idea of her because she was kind of based around all of his perfect women but it wasn't like r-rated you cannot tell me that this 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old boy has the ability to make a perfectly human looking hologram, but would not make like the R rated version. I legitimately think that he was so in awe and proud of like his what he had made and was just so nerdy about it that it was kind of more of a like it didn't seem like I genuinely don't think that he was and he was just so oblivious to the fact that like Sam was into him and stuff I just don't think romance was on his mind at all or even attraction was on his mind at all it seemed like he was more just like I beat my dad I made something that's like amazing and like I just I don't think it it went there really I think at night there's a program called Loretta XXX. That <laughs> like, I guess the, that's it. I guess the main reason I don't think that is like when Sam was upset that, which I mean, we'll get into all of this more, but like when Sam was upset with him, like, how do you not see I'm in love with you? Like, of course you love her. Like he seemed so confused and like just shocked at the idea where he was like, I literally hadn't thought of that until you said that. And like, still didn't even seem to think of it that much, you know, like he seems so taken. Like he, when he went on, like he, I just, I think he was just so oblivious. I completely get that. And I think that's what the movie was going for instead of the weird, creepy stuff. But you cannot tell me that did not happen. I mean, he he thinks of her like a person, like a real entity or something. In real life, if this wasn't a Disney movie, 
it would have been a little if it different. weren't a disney movie it'd be weird science yeah I, yeah if this was an episode of black mirror which this episode or this movie is very close to an episode of black mirror super close it's like a kids bop version of black mirror so let's get started with the actual plot of it it starts out ricky ullman he's playing somebody named roscoe but we can just we'll probably just call him ricky yeah, this ricky. entire time it's his friend's birthday and he's gonna i don't really get the whole premise but at some point he makes like a holographic cat and then the cat tries to jump out the window and disappears this is kind of where we learn like oh his dad is this guy working on a hologram project science stuff computers technology you know science does Ricky have a mom in this movie? Uh, they have a conversation at some point that makes it seem either like mom left at some point or mom died. I'm assuming that she died because this is Disney and only one parent can survive. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if I missed a conversation or what had happened, but I just assumed. It was pretty random. At one point, dad is sitting at a table and Ricky's like, why haven't you dated since mom left? You're just obsessed with perfection. And dad's like, yeah, I just haven't found the right girl that's worth it. You're right. Like I am like, what's worth doing if it's not worth doing perfectly sort of thing way to like jump to the end of this movie oh, well, I mean, like it's i i do that because it's not super relevant to the plot it's kind of it's a random not. like rushed explanation like i think we're supposed to feel more for the dad at that point but we just didn't really get enough so it's kind of a random conversation that has no effect on anything but ricky was like i'll give you something worth doing and then he creates this beautiful hologram ricky roscoe ends up meeting a couple girlfriends who are just friends at a teen bar which like they show these things in movies a lot where it's this bar that's just for teens and those aren't real i think the closest thing would have been like the skating rink in our hometown but yeah i was just gonna say that my bowling alley in my hometown tried to make like a a teen bar like this where they threw old couches in the back and threw up like a karaoke machine and a ps2 with dance dance revolution cool it was kind of cool but it was like me and my friends were the only people that went there because it was like supposed to be cool so we thought it was cool but it wasn't cool i yeah. thought you were cool in high school brandon well i got cooler later <laughs> <laughs> This is like beginning of senior year. By the end of it, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a quick was... turnaround time. <laughs> so it turns out that there's this gig, band gig audition. They audition for it, and it's very, very lip synced. And the bar owner decides that he wants Sam, the lead singer, to put down the guitar and dance, which is strange because, like, there's a bunch of Avril Lavigne posters in this, which indicates that Avril Lavigne was a very big deal at this time, meaning that the pop star was on the way out. So this. I, I guess this bar man was just very out of touch with what teens wanted. I yeah. think, okay, on the same note as it's weird that there's a teen bar, it's weird that all these teen bars are also like run by these really like industry connected old dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what, why does it matter to him what these bands are playing and why is he, I don't know. It, there's always those many questions. Yeah, he was in like a pimp chair watching them all weird, like like looking for the next big act to sign. And we we just saw this with Cheetah Girls, where these smarmy old dudes sit in these leather couches and like look at these girls all night. Yeah, it was weird. And he's like, no, put your guitar down and start dancing for me. Yeah, I want to see what moves you got. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of being a decent friend, I like this is another indication I think that Roscoe is just not instead of acknowledging it, he says like, Hey, maybe I'll just make somebody to actually lead the band so it'll be more successful. It seems like he's their agent or manager or something. From my memories of this movie, I thought he did a lot more. I thought he was like the producer or like somehow involved with their music or something. But no, all he did was make an AI band member. All he did was make an AI band. Member. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Okay, but in the world of Roscoe, he can just sit down and do it, apparently. So it's not that big of a deal. I loved how many times they showed the screen of him, like, controlling her. It was just, like, dragging and sliding a various amount of, like... For the, it's, like, this amazing UI for something that his dad had never figured... Like, yeah. How is it that his dad didn't figure out the combination of sliding these scales to make an actual thing? It was like critical error. And he's like, oh, I better slide the critical error slider back down so the critical errors are all gone. Oh my gosh. It was if pretty. work was like that. Yeah. It was pretty gimmicky and not very technologically 
And its defense, at least, it wasn't just like him typing green text on a black screen with yeah. like various techno music playing in the background. So we've already improved from hackers right now, at least. You have to suspend your belief for this movie, but luckily they kind of make it easier because they don't try to explain it. They're just like, look, you can do a hologram like The Sims. There you go. So at one point, I think it was a conversation he had with his dad. These notes aren't great, so I don't remember. And he ensures that, I think it's somebody implies that Sam, his friend and him, are, oh, she'd be a nice girlfriend. He's like, no, we're just friends. And then he goes into his basement and puts his, he has like a whole collection of just girl rock. And I think it's all generic. I didn't recognize any of them, but it's basically this universe's version of like Alanis Morissette and Avril Lavigne. And- yeah, I was going to say, did you guys recognize any of those CDs? Because they have Avril Lavigne posters up. So it's not like this was supposed to exist in a world where popular music was supposed, you know. It's only Avril. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just thought it was kind of weird. I don't know. I recognize the CDs and stuff, but I don't know if I recognized it from having watched this movie. So maybe it was like the band like Dream or S Club 7, just like stuff that got lost in the... Oh my god, I loved S Club 7. (laughs) I was going to say stuff that people had forgotten about, but apparently Brandon still holds No, I will still like hear them every now and again on my computer when I play them. (laughs) (laughs) And I sing along full force. Reach for the stars, climb every mountain higher. Okay, but this in this movie, I was loving... All of the like 2000s, late 90s girl pop band, guitar playing, songwriting vibes. I really liked the backup band. I wish we would have gotten more from them because they were badass. They were so cool. And like the interactions they had and the drummer who was like, I need to be in my safe space and like, I don't like this energy. I loved her. Uh, so the band decides to have auditions for a new lead singer to replace Sam, who's just going to play guitar, I guess. I don't. It's kind of weird that they just agreed that she needed to be replaced because she's a really good singer. Honestly, she's very talented. Yeah, I agreed. And so everybody sucks. And then Roscoe Ricky, who's, I guess, their manager agent. I'm not sure why he gets to make decisions in this band. And so he has this hologram singer and he doesn't really... He doesn't indicate what she is. Comes from his basement. I love his stupid little remark. Well, she's not on the list. She's, well, she's not on the list, but you know, I guess we can hear her sing. <laughs> and she does a dance. They want her then, right then, because she does very good. And she does backflips. Oh, I mean, those backflips were wild. Can we fucking talk about the backflips? Can we, I just can we backflip out of these backflips? Because I don't want to see another backflip. I would say they were dumb, but what was it? It was probably like eight years ago at this point. Little Lori, maybe no, it was more than that. It was probably like eleven years. Went to see the Jonas Brothers live. They had a bunch of little and then you trampolines. They and did. You broke your neck. No, and... I didn't backflip. They did, and it was amazing. Oh trampolines on the stage and they did a bunch of backflips it was very theatrical and very okay that sounds cool but unrealistic backflips like eight six times in the air i'm like okay you're just giving it away now she's not human and she would just do them at very random parts of the song like there would be like a one bar break of her singing and she's just like doing three backflips and i'm like you can take it easy well i love how little effort they went through to prove that they weren't lip syncing like they didn't even bother giving them mics at any point which was super no okay this is a sammy point sorry sammy could not make it to this episode she is laying in a pile of blankets with her dog drinking lots of liquids because she has a fever but she would like to say samantha is so much better than loretta any day and it's not just looks it's not just singing I think it's a name bias is what it is. She said it's not just the name. Okay. It's, there's more (laughs) to it. So for people who might not remember their names, definitely not me. Which one was Samantha? The real girl who was just pissed she was in the friend zone the whole time. I'm a real girl. Okay. Got, I mean, the audience understands now. Dad comes home and they freak out because they need to hide Loretta uh, so they stole dad so they could put her back in the computer. It takes like four seconds to put her back in the computer. Also, dad doesn't give a shit about his kid. He's barely around. So they were fine. It was very funny how dramatic this was for little to no reason. Also, like his dad allowed him access to this. It's not like he was like, don't touch any of my hologram stuff. He was like, just 
tell like you need to talk to me about it and let me know what's going on. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit because I was, I was a, a little bit confused because it seemed like the dad was so mad at him for creating these holograms, but at the same time, didn't care that he was using the computer. And I didn't really understand if he was allowed to be doing this or not or why the dad was mad at him so much. I feel like he just had to keep his dad up to date on what changed. It seemed like he was changing settings and stuff and goofing on it without really telling him. And I think that, but at the same time, like Loretta was around for a while and it seems like dad is kind of a deadbeat as far as actually working on this project. Yeah. He's like, this could really, I'm supposed to get this project done. It could really change my career. I need to do this and this, but we didn't ever see him working on anything that cool. Okay, dad. Yeah, that's a really good point. If I was I was going to defend the dad a little bit here and say, you know, he's stressed and he's got a lot going on. His wife apparently died. <laughs> she left but, him and then died. It was like well, while she was trying to leave the house, she died. Well, also, there was an, an ex-girlfriend that got talked about too. So he's like oh, geez. doubly alone. Yeah, so like, <laughs> he's got a lot going on. Not the sure. worst decom dad we've had. No, not the worst. He wasn't bad, but I think that's only because Roscoe is a smart little nerd boy who, like, the worst trouble he's going to get into is accidentally making... Okay, that sounds really bad, accidentally making a person, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's worse ways a teenager could accidentally make a person. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, right? For sure. Yes. <laughs> there's a dance coming up. Okay, I'm just going to get this out of here. I was very annoyed this entire movie would just how freaking angsty Sam was the whole time. I guess it makes sense with the Avril Lavigne posters, but it was just a bunch of her like fuming in the background of stuff. And it was just so annoying. Cause that was the only real, like there's a little bit of other conflict, but the, I think the main thing they were trying to make us care about was the fact that like she loved him and it was unrequited. And it was just like, just frustrating. It was dumb. Well, no, I got it. Oh, I think I, yeah. But at the same time, she's like giving up her artistic, like child to this robot hologram thing that everyone loves. I like, don't think it was about the artistic side of stuff, getting rid of it. I think because she was fine with it. Like when they were auditioning other people, she was totally cool with it. And then as soon as it was somebody that she felt threatened by, as far as like, Oh, my best friend who I love is falling in love with. Her. Like, I think that was the tension. I think part of it, I'm totally on team Samantha here. And I think a big part of it was that she was fake And so it wasn't really fair. She kind of felt cheated that her songs were being taken by a robot and the robot was getting all the credit when the robot's perfect and doesn't have to work for anything. Self-admittedly, the robot said, I don't have to work for anything. I don't have to try. I'm already perfect. And she was like, oh, I bet it's hard being you because you fail a lot, you know? I don't know. I feel like it was just a tale of grumpy friend zone person. And as somebody who's been on both sides of that, I think she was put into, they, it seemed like they were making excuses for her. It seemed like she was the one that we were supposed to like identify with and care about. And I feel, I'm just tired of the friend zone, like flip the genders here. If she were the scientist and then like, it was her guy friend who was annoyed that he was in the friend zone. Like it'd be gross. And I feel like that should be applied the other way around as well. That's a I, lot to take in. I know I know what you mean, because yeah. it was a lot of that, of her being, like, feeling threatened by this robot because the guy that she liked, that the guy wasn't talking to her, liked a robot thing. And, like, it's just their friends, and he saw her as a friend, and she was mad at him for not seeing her as more. Yeah. The whole thing with Samantha is she never communicated. She never said, oh, I'm not comfortable with moving forward in this direction. I'm not comfortable being around this hologram i'm not i want to be more than friends with you like she never said any of those things yeah that's a very ding 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 ding. this is a sammy note um and i would like to say that i just really didn't like how um they pitted two girls against each other like almost competing for a guy like that's totally like sexist on that note it reminded (laughs) me a lot there's like one taylor swift song where it's like girl on girl hate is so prevalent in society where it's like you're supposed to be the tomboy girl who hates girls who wears heels and if you're a girl who wears heels and likes makeup then you judge people who don't wear makeup. like there's just so much like forced female competition and this was kind of one of those cases where like they have the avril lavigne and then like the pretty pop star so of course they can't like each other whereas like it's but also, don't forget that she's a hologram. 
I like I I think that's kind of secondary in this instance. I feel like if it had been like another blonde pretty girl, it would like it's it's just in every. No, I know. It's I just think it's funny that we compare these two girls, but like one of them is a hologram. I totally get your point, and I agree with you. Well, the Roscoe guy was treating her like she was real. This is kind of weird. Like they kind of talk about it a little bit, like hologram ethics and stuff. I like as far she's not real, but it's kind of like do you, do you guys watch like Star Trek Next Gen at all? No, a little bit. Um, da- the da- data character, the Android, yeah. like he looks real. Yeah. He has, I mean, they're programmed us. So it's like, where's that line where it's like Loretta in this movie has feelings. So it's kind of like at what point, I mean, it's pretty deep for this podcast to get into yeah. like mm-hmm. program to act like, I think she would pl- pass the Turing test. Like people yeah. can't differentiate. Which like is a huge accomplishment in itself. So yeah. Roscoe is not only like this genius coder and hardware developer that can create holograms but he also developed artificial intelligence that like far surpasses anything mm-hmm. i think it's even more important like now this movie came out in 2005 yeah uh no oh. no I 2004 think four four we're already to 2004 yeah we're already yeah. there there's not that many movies we're in 2004 which is it, like the internet really it's just becoming like a bigger thing MySpace isn't even around yet. MySpace is not around. Oh, sure it is. But compared to... Not back in 2004. Hold on. Josh, oh, keep yeah. talking. I'll research. But compared to today, think of how like literal that is with people using Facetune being pixel perfect, using filters to be perfect, and having to present their lives as this perfect amalgamation of themselves. I totally agree. Like... Now on Facebook, people put little pieces of their life that they want people to see them as and, like, keep other parts away the same way Roscoe did in this movie. Ooh, like 4% of these lips, 5% of these. It's like 20% photos, vacation photos, so you think that I'm interesting. Like, 10% Snapchats are going to be concerts, so you think that I'm always, like, at fun shows. I always try to keep my little Debbie photos to 2%, just so no one thinks I'm actually eating them every day. So MySpace was around uh, 2004, but it seems like it really picked up in 2005. So it wasn't in the public realm. So yeah, Ricky asked Samantha if she's going to the dance. She thinks he's asking her out, but he actually was just trying to tell her that he got her band a spot at the dance. And they make the hologram girl work. Yeah, the... The students were pretty peeved at first that the shitty band was going to be performing at their dance, but they went her over with some, like, they have Loretta show up and she does some backflips and shit and she's not even mic'd, but it projects throughout the entire auditorium, so that's good. Yeah, the one thing I can say about the lip syncing in this movie is I'm totally okay with it because she's supposed to be absolutely perfect. It's a loophole and it works for me in this movie. Most of the time, like, Cheetah Girls couldn't stand the lip syncs. This movie... Not that bad. Actually, I think the lip syncing improved this movie. The, she doesn't know about rain. Like, they leave afterwards. She can't go outside. And then Ricky is taking pictures of her for some reason. And it's not creepy at all. It was kind of creepy. I was being This is bad. where he was like, do a pose where you look like you're in love with me. He doesn't say in love with me. Whatever. Looks what like does he say? And then he says, look like you're surprised. Looks like you're happy. Look like you're in love. And then she goes, ah, am I doing it right? Uh, and he's like, and then he says, turn around. <laughs> I'm still she not buying that he was in love with her. I think he was an oblivious little, uh, she, really she gets, know. it gets really freaking deep because like she, I think this is where she gains awareness that she is a being. And she asks why she's here and asks him if he knows why he's there. So she's like, what is the meaning of life? And then Roscoe leaves the movie and has a fucking existential crisis. I got chills. Like I legitimately got like goosebumps at this part. I was like, that's a really good line. Like, why am I here? Um, Cause I made you. Why are you here? I don't know. (laughs) The there's this like bro. He seems fine. um, But just, he's a bro. And no, he doesn't. He seems awful. He's like, oh, sorry about your dad. Heard he's losing his job. Oh, I and forgot Ricky's about that. Like, yeah, Ricky's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, I'll help your dad keep his job if you get me a date with this girl. I and I, if I were Ricky, I'd be like, fuck you. Why don't you just fucking help me? Excuse me. Do you want me to re-say that line? <laughs> no. <laughs> re-say that line like it's scripted. 
<laughs> well, there's a lot of cussing. I get. I, I was very mad about that. It was dumb. I think this part was a little lame, and I think the only reason they did this was to have the weird, awkward double date where they go to the diner with him and Sam and the bro dude and the hologram. Loretta. She's a hologram. <laughs> She's false. She's false information. And you know what happens? The worst scene in this movie. You think it's the worst? That monstrosity (laughs) where she turns into some weird distorted thing with three lips. Yeah, that was the worst thing in this movie. I really enjoyed that you had that queued up to go. (sighs) When did you watch this movie? Like three hours ago. Okay, I was going to say, I imagine you watching it like last week and being like this bitch and just like saving that picture waiting. (laughs) So every once in a while looking at it and just like stewing. You can use it. I'll I'll give it to you. There was a really funny part where she's like, talk to the hand and she like puts her hand up, but her hand turned into an ear. I thought the effects on this were pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, Ricky asks Sam out on a date and again, he's just very oblivious. Uh, Partially because I think he's just oblivious in nature, but also because Sam, there's no reason for him to assume that she's into him. And so yeah, he asks her to go out and she thinks it's like a real date, but it's just an excuse that like there should be a double date set up apparently it worked because his dad got to keep his job i guess dad calls and busts ricky oh at this point like dad calls and is upset with roscoe ricky for messing with his hologram machine and at this point since he's on the phone with his dad he can't slide the sliders to keep loretta loretta and she grows weird limbs from places she has like a third boob pop out of her head and then she just like straight up disappears and then reappears sitting at this table with this old man and woman and it's very funny because they're just like oh he's like why is she sitting over there and eddie's like because she moved over there wait (laughs) eddie who's eddie did i just you just channeled eddie's million dollar (laughs) cook-off oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm not he asked samantha to keep like the canister that holds the flashlight it's a canister of magic okay um if that's what you call your flesh like oh my my dad's gonna delete this <laughs> or like get rid of it or something but okay my whole question throughout this movie is do you not have a backup how hard would it be to be like command c command v okay uh this is 2004 mm-hmm. do you remember your first mp3 player I do. How much space did it have? It was like five gigabytes. Okay. What? Well, I mean, I had a chance. 64 millibyte. Yeah, uh, mine was 256 megabyte. So Megabyte, that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, my point was, it was very small. That's what she said. To mm. you. So I'm assuming that she's very elaborate. So she takes up all of their memory and they can't just like walk to a radio. Okay. But she was able to upload herself to the internet without a problem. Well, I wouldn't say without a problem. He had some difficulties. Is that where we are? (laughs) I don't know. Um, (laughs) No, no, you forgot the part. Samantha writes a song that is clearly about Roscoe Ricky. Why don't you notice me? And it kind of sucks. She was like, I I have to say, if I sang it directly to you, would you even notice? And he's like, oh. he's like yeah, this is great. I don't <laughs> think that he would. Uh, <laughs> Sammy would like to say all the music in this movie is great and you can't knock it. I'm going to say the, move, or the music in Cheetah Girls was better than the music in Pixar. <gasps> I disagree I with that sentence. Don't accept that at all. Really? In the Cheetah Girls, one of the songs like all around the world all around the world. Well, that was a joke song. I don't remember any of the other songs except for the rapper who was like, Haitian, not. all nations. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a good song. I forgot where we were. That would have been more dramatic. Oh, um, they are going to perform at the teen bar, and there's a scout coming to this random teen bar for some reason. Oh, there's going to be a scout, and it's like some notorious dude rapper who's totally awesome, so they have like a red carpet for him for this really crappy teen bar. She okay, so she like uploaded herself into the interwebs. Oh wait, no, no, really. Uh, thing about this movie is it's really long. I, at forty minutes in, I was like, "Oh, are we done now?" And it all just kind of blends together. It does. So they're doing the big show, uh, and they're really excited to do it. No one knows yet that 
this is a hologram as they're oh, seeing this her. is early. Yeah, we're only at this part because this movie is long. But this is the scene where they do their wonderful, totally awesome student bar concert with the awesome dude who is going to watch. And then, okay, so they're performing on stage and they're doing awesome. And she's doing like super backflips. And then all of a sudden she starts to glitch out and it's like a catastrophe. But then everybody is like in total shock and awe that she's a hologram and they're super into it. Yeah. Which, real life, if you were at a show, I don't know, I guess it'd be, it'd depend on it. Like this is, she's new to all of them. But can you imagine like, who? I don't know who you, what you people who listen you, to. Grimes. If you were oh. seeing Grimes in concert and then all of a sudden she just like glitched out, it turns out Grimes this entire okay, that's kind of believable. I wouldn't no. be surprised. She, I would love it. It would work for her. I would say Adele. What if you paid two hundred dollars to get in the front row to see Adele and you're like, This is gonna be authentic, it's just gonna be her singing with a piano, it's gonna be beautiful. It like flickers and you're like, What was that? And then like a full on satellite broadcast goes through inside her you'd be like what the hell i paid for this it depends how many backflips has adele done when she's a question if it's zero i'm not happy i feel like that'd be the black mirror moment where you're like what is real what is life what is science what Uh, i think there's a group called icp that can explain it for you (laughs) thank you let's get out of that ditch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay coming from let's not they become overnight sensations because she's a hologram i thought you were talking about icp still well that too everyone loves it oh and this talent scout dude he like calls some major guy he's like yo i just found yourself the future listen to this he like just points the phone at the cheering crowd yeah that was a little weird they get to do my favorite one of my favorite parts is they Sam sucks in this. She's grumpy and they do a really fun shopping montage. The band's all bonding and it's super fun and cute and I loved it. Yeah. Sam is just like mm-hmm. sitting there because she doesn't want to dress up and she hates Loretta still. Which like if you I get she's a teenage girl and everybody has their insecurities and stuff, but like this is a great moment. Enjoy it for four seconds. Just just try just try. I get that it's cool to be and you're a teenager, but Okay, but what if I was like Lori, you're nice, but here is um, uh, Tori, and she kind of looks like you, but she's, like, better in every way, and also she, like, has a really great podcasting skills, so we're just going to let you, like, edit, and she's going to talk. I mean, like, 100%. I mean, I'm saying this is, like, I'm much more confident than I was when I was a teenager, so that certainly changes things, but, like, as a 27-year-old person, like, if, if somebody did significantly better and could make our podcast just bananas good and i just had to edit like it'd be a little bit sucky but i'd also be like cool i get to help create this awesome thing i'm part of a cool thing still well but the difference is if Lori was unhappy with that Lori would say no i'm not comfortable doing that yeah okay that's yeah. the difference we're back at that problem where sam just does <laughs> not know how to communicate yeah anymore. I feel like she's, and I might just be biased because of all the Avril Lavigne, and I was kind of similar to this when I was younger, but, like, I feel like she almost wants him to keep not noticing her because then she gets, not street cred necessarily, but, like, she kind of wants to be upset. She wants to be, you it's know. because she's an artist. She just wants to yeah. be tortured. Yeah, it so helps like, me write songs. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody knows that you can only do stuff when you're depressed. Thank you. <laughs> Josh like my life is still empty. I have nothing. Crazy. I have I have meaning now. Things go awry. <laughs> that was the summary. Um <laughs> when Sam talking about her insecurities, she finds out that her friend Ricky used like little pieces and elements of her to create this perfect ideal version. In my memory, this was a more substantial moment. Because I thought he had used her voice. He used her ears. No, what was it? Her ears. Her, he had like three different some, pictures. Yeah, and it was only like 4% or something. It wasn't even like substantial. Okay, but come on now. Tell me that, like, we'll go back to the example of Tori, the person, okay. the better version of me. If, Uh-oh. like, I saw Josh's creepy folder of women, his binder of women, if we're going back to, like, 
old political references that people totally remember. And it was like Britney Spears, Gwen Stefani, blah, blah, blah. Like all these people who are like notoriously just like gorgeous and fantastic. Mm. And then you use even like 2% of me. I'd be like, okay, cool. You think okay. I'm like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> if any of you guys like replicated any part of me, ugh, I know I heard it. <laughs> and then I said it anyway. <laughs> you have great teeth. I'll take your teeth. That is the phrasing, Josh. I'll take those. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have better eyes than mine? Are you actually blind? Because I'll take your eyes too. There. This is how my glasses are. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. Wait, does that work? Can you? Oh, that's. I don't. I don't think that works. You can't just (laughs) hold your glasses up to a camera. I feel like our eyes are Josh, me, Brandon. If our listeners were curious about the health of our wait. With me being the worst? Yeah. Oh, I'm that bad. Wait, now? are yours mine than mine worse than mine? I feel like I tried on your glasses. Oh, but like they're always the opposite. Like my left eye sucks and I have a stick. Yeah, your vision was worse than mine. I huh? remember. Yours was your vision was worse than mine. It's gotten even worse since then. Mine, mine has too. gotten so bad, yeah. But not probably as bad. Mine aren't that bad. This is riveting. This is what we have to look forward to when you I'm, get old. I'm sure this is very exciting to everybody else, but next oh. in the movie. I said, we can take a breath and talk to each other. Yeah. It's not all about this movie, Lori. Until Josh rips my teeth out of my head. <laughs> Dad is just now somehow figuring out. So, like, okay, at this point, we've gotten to the point where Loretta's in a band. She's performed at a school dance. She's performed at a club. So, it'd be easy to surmise. And they've had a bunch of rehearsals, and they had that weird shopping spree. So, it's probably been, like, two or three weeks since Loretta came to be, Right. Yeah, something's happened. Yeah. So dad, who is apparently very invested and very dedicated to the science project, just now realizes that there's been a, a female, like a person made on this thing that's been out in the world for like three weeks, which like, how do you not know your son's, the, the band that he manages or is the agent for or whatever he is, is like the successful. Yeah, no kidding. His dad's really out of the loop and it's not because he's working hard. He's spending the night at somebody else's house every night. Maybe he's secretly gay. We never talked. Maybe Ricky's gay. I I was definitely thinking either gay or asexual because it just seemed to me like he had zero interest. But anyway, dad finds out about the fake girl. Again, he's unhappy. I think dad's a fucking failure. He's been trying to do what Ricky did in like five seconds for however long. And like earlier, the kid was like, your dad's going to get fired. But like legitimately, he probably deserves to be. And I um, think it's more like. I'm mad at you, but I'm mad because you did what I've been trying to do for a while. There's definitely some of that. And Ricky does not make it any better. He's like, don't you know I saved your job? Don't you know I did this and you didn't do this? And it's like, whoa, kid. Like, he's still your dad. You can't. I I would say typically that kids should treat their parents with more respect. But, like, literally dad has just, like, dad didn't even know all this was happening. His son has had this huge, massive month of his life. And dad is just, like, shows up and tries to be there and be authoritarian, authoritarian, authoritative. My other question, how old is Ricky? Because in one scene, he's driving a car. He's driving. I'm like, what? How old is this kid? Is he the first? He was 14. I think this is the first time we've seen somebody driving. Like, this is probably the oldest legally character. Driving legally. In Luck of the Irish, I think there's a weird... There is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the dad's driving. And in the Miracle in Lane 2, that's a boxcar. So I thought this was... You know. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. That's <laughs> <laughs> a boxcar. Well, in Double Teamed, they play basketball. I'm thinking of on the track, on the right track. On the right track. <laughs> Drag star car. So I guess he's like 16 or 17. He could be 14. Dad just doesn't give a shit. So he just takes the van when he needs it. Who knows? So he wants to like improve Loretta. Um, Loretta wrote a song and she's very proud of it. And he's like, you can't just steal bits of other songs. And she's like, well, that's what you did to create me. Yikes. This movie got like weirdly deep in certain parts. I think this is one of those. It did it in a really good way though. Like it wasn't super forced. It was stuff like we we learned Loretta like throughout the movie we saw that Loretta like yes, like you brought up, she's a hologram. She's not real. But like she was so convincingly like she had thoughts, even if those were like you know, like she thought stuff like this and she tried to figure out humanity in a way that I think only like an android or a hologram could do. 
also what is that human touch that makes things interesting and not just perfect this is where this movie takes a turn she's like yo bro i don't want to be here anymore nah i'm gonna jump into your computer into the internet and he's like no you don't know what'll happen like you'll get teared to bits you're the only copy i have because everything all the hard drives i have are only 128 uh megabytes so please don't leave and she's like i'm leaving and she jumps into the internet Yes, you heard it here first, folks. She jumps into the internet. This was cool. This movie got real cool real quick. Sammy loves this part, too. Yeah, it was cool because, like, there's this weird truck driving around. She, like, hops in and hitches a ride. And she's like, where are you going? She's like, anywhere but here. And then she hops into a server somehow. The references were so cool. The The guy in the truck thing was supposed to be, like, a Google search engine. Oh. So he's like the search engine bot that runs around and like figures out where things are. Oh. So that's how he knew where places were. Oh yeah. Cause she was like, I need any sort of exit. And he was like, I found 4,852. They accidentally ran over some like spam mail that they had to like brush off the car. But I thought this was really imaginative the it way they tried to visualize the internet. It was neat. It was pretty, it was a lot better than I thought it would have been if you had told me this is what happens in this movie. There's so much in this movie that's so weird, but just so good. She ends up emailing herself back to Samantha because she she realizes, hey, I'm kind of in over my head here. I'm going to die on the internet if I don't go to the someone here, hello, that I trust. Please, Samantha, hello, I'm in your email. Which, like, I think proves how imperfect Loretta is. Like, she can't perfectly understand human emotion, which is very hologram android-like because Sam has been a total bitch to her this entire time. Like, Loretta at this point has overheard Sam saying, I wish she didn't exist, who gave her, like, zero chances. And <laughs> Loretta's still like, I trust this person. I trust this girl. Like, she's one of my... I friends. think Loretta was so much more mean to Sam because she was like, you're not perfect. I'm way better than you. (laughs) But like she was talking on like a binary, like. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't understand human. She doesn't understand like nuances. So she would like, just like she didn't understand the nuanced way Sam was treating her, which was being a bitch. Roscoe comes over and he's like, I've blown it. We had a fight. She's gone. She's not here anymore. Like I ruined the whole band. It's over. It's done. There's the weird, we kind of touched on it before. Um, Dad is sitting at the table, and this is when Rivy, Ricky, Roscoe walks in, and they have this whole conversation about how Dad's waiting for perfection. And I, I think this is supposed to be the point where Ricky, Roscoe realizes that. I, I, I just, I feel like he didn't do a good job. I think we were supposed to maybe this whole movie believe like Josh believed that he was super in love with Loretta and that he needed to settle for not perfect Sam. And I think this moment was supposed to be like, I've waited per- for perfection my whole life, son. You shouldn't wait for perfect perfection. Settle for no. the girl that you don't have feelings no. for. They, it got close to that. It got close to like, just settle for someone. But I think what he was trying to say is perfect doesn't exist. You have to stop like continually looking for that or else you'll let all the beautiful imperfections pass you by. I get that. I feel like it would have been more convincing if maybe they would have shown Ricky being a little bit more like lustful or in love. The dialogue in this part didn't didn't like fully connect, I think. It seemed really contrived. It seemed like they had to have something between the father and the son yeah kind of mended their relationship a bit and i remember watching it and i was like what are they talking about the dad held up like this crystal glass at one point and was talking about how beautiful it was and it was really yeah okay it was yeah i hate that because he's like look at this it's perfect and everything is perfect about it and we crafted this with silicone and it's perfect that's not the right argument the right argument is that even though we try to make a perfect glass, you can't. There are going to be imperfections. Every glass is going to be a little bit different. You can't make something perfect in the universe that we live in. Also, at this point, we find out that they apparently have like cooking, like in-house, like a maid or a cook or something. And she's like putting food down in front of the dad. And it was just like a weird, yeah. like, what is happening right here? They they had to cast a maid for one scene. It's like, Not just don't have a maid. It was like half a second. It was like, set down the plate and then get the fuck out. That was 
weird. Ricky, let's be clear, is not in this band. He controls the hologram and somehow has some say as to what they do. He's his agent, whatever. But then Ricky's dad gets involved, who's even less involved in the band. Well, okay. So the thing is, is it's his program. So they he owns the hologram girl. So they have all the say over what she does and where she goes and how she's used. So I think that's how the dad gets roped into it. Is because- I, I, I get it. I, I completely like get it, the logistics of it. But it was just like, make Ricky play the keyboard in the band or something. Have somebody like actually be involved in the band making cho- – or make it like the daughter is the one who made something. You know, like okay. – That's where this was lacking. It's like, where where are the other members? And like, if you're going to get involved with a recording company or whatever, like – there's uh, contracts and things and like their lawyers and their parents would be involved. It made it seem like they were just like, Oh sure. Let's do this. I, yeah. I just, I didn't like this part because the, the record company and, and stuff, they were, they were like a little too obviously bad. They literally said, we're going to exploit them for all they're worth. <laughs> and they're just like, Oh, okay. I know who the bad guys are now. They basically should have said, we are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I feel like at this point in the movie, they probably realized that Sam may be the least likable character. So they're like, shit, we need an actual villain. So then one of the main protagonists isn't the villain. Yeah. Um, what was also annoying. Okay. I understand Ricky created this thing, this AI, whatever. And he really like is holding on to it. But for him to say, no, she's a real person. How will she feel about being used like that was a little overstepping. I was like, dude, take it back a bit. It's a it's an, a thing you own, an entity. Talk to your lawyer. Like, see what they can do <laughs> to legally figure out who owns this now. At this point, Sam pretends to be Loretta at a performance uh, because Loretta's gone. She has a wig and stuff. And she falls off the stage and is probably dead. And I was joking, so I wrote in the note, she falls off stage is probably dead, thinking that, like, she'd be fine. And then the next scene, she's in a hospital, and everybody's very sad. She's, like, unconscious. <laughs> she's trying to dance so hard that she just falls off the stage and knocks herself out. It was re- slow not motion, just knocks herself too. Out. She goes into, like, a coma. Like, this movie got oh. fucking real. And I was joking when I said the dead thing, but, like, oh, oh. God. It she was, was trying so hard to be perfect. I thought... I- I'm like I'm getting so many mixed signals by this movie. Is it okay to like try to be perfect? Is it not? Apparently if you try to be something you're not, you're going to die. I don't know, but I thought she could have used some dancing skills, okay? It gets, I it's the lesson is a some footloose shit where it's like don't dance or you'll die. Like yeah. <laughs> what is the lesson? Seriously, if they would have just listened, if they would have been like, "Oh yeah, you know what, Sam, you could probably do with some more performance." typed movements on stage to get people interested so she's laying in a hospital bed attached to an ekg and her mom is there suddenly mom cares about what's going on and loretta and ricky are there and loretta like sam's mom looks at her and she's like she was trying to pretend to be you that's why my daughter's almost dead and it gets weird it gets really weird but then it gets so good. It gets even weirder, but in a great way. We find out that somehow if Loretta goes into the EKG, she can f- fix it. I don't understand. So it goes like, we find Sam and she's like sitting there in front of like a broken guitar and she looks like the chick from The Ring. Samantha okay, you have got that. to set this up better. Okay, go for it. Okay, so Samantha sees this machine connected to Loretta. Loretta. Okay, excuse me. I'm going to start over. <laughs> Loretta sees this machine connected to Samantha's brain and she's like, is it hardwired to her brain? And they're like, yeah. And so she jumps through this freaking machine through the wires into her brain. So she's like a virus flying around her brain. And then she sees Samantha sitting in a field with a guitar and it's all broken. And like, it looks like an Avril Lavigne poster basically no she looks like the girl from the ring she has like black hair in front of her face her face is all like crackly and gray and she's like it's broken subconscious or something (laughs) she's she's like pick up your guitar and then they start strumming the guitar and everything like turns beautiful it's so cool because she's like in her brain i wanted to hate how cheesy this was and i also wanted to hate the green screening but I couldn't because it was well done and the imagery made sense. I couldn't like hate on this. At it's all. like 
It's got to be one of the coolest scenes we've seen in a decom. I think so. Now yep. for the terrifying bit. Oh, it gets so Samantha Loretta decides. Oh, while I have the opportunity, I'm going to take over Samantha's body. I, it seemed like I think it was less takeovery. It seemed like it was like a. This consent- is a demon possession. Six six six. The devil is here. He's taking over your body. It was killing your children. And the parents just sat by, and they were like, "What's happening? Why are you getting up? What's yeah. going on? Why are you in my daughter's body?" I I would be freaking out if I were her parents. Okay, just saying. Just saying. I thought it was more consensual because they had this whole very sweet conversation where Sam was like, "But you're more perfect than me," and Loretta's like. I'm not perfect. I can't feel anything like you learn through experience. I can only download data. And so they had this whole sweet conversation. I got the impression that like Sam wanted to at least temporarily let Loretta use her as a vessel. Yes, they had a great conversation together. I actually typed it out because it was like a good quote. To You get to make mistakes. You get to get there little by little so that when you get there, it actually means something. That so was something a really good quote. It's just handed to you. It really doesn't mean as much as when you work for it. I mean, especially so, like yeah. they're in a band, they're pursuing arts and stuff. You can learn it, but it's different. Like it's something that you need to kind of experience and be able to look at something. And it's one of those things too, where if you have two human people look at the same painting, they'll find different things. Or if you watch a movie with your friends, when you get out, mm-hmm. you're like, like we do every week where it's like, oh, I didn't see it like this. I think it was weird too. Like maybe are, are they trying to make some comment about how, Sam can find perfection within herself. Why was the only way she was able to do that was by entering a AI that's perfect into her brain or something? Did Sam almost have to die to realize that exactly she was being a um, bitch the whole time? Exactly. She like jump started her brain back up because she had to because she was like unconscious. And Loretta had to sacrifice herself in order to do that. So in return. Samantha said, look, use my body. Go feel what the rain actually feels like. And yeah. And then it ends with Sam being a musician. At one point, like we missed, we missed a part where Sam revealed to Ricky that she liked him and then she kissed him awkwardly, just randomly. And he didn't really seem to react back. It was more just like, oh, okay. So I think that does kind of further the gay or asexual thing where he's like, I maybe I forgot about that part until now. Maybe it was one of those things where he just he knew, but he thought if he didn't acknowledge it for long enough, it would go away. And that's what he was acting like with the kiss. Kind of, yeah. It wasn't like there wasn't any romance behind it, really. The only thing I'll say is I wanted to see more of the band. I wanted to see them grow and like hear more of them musically and see like more of the writing process and like that fun part of it instead of so much of it being Loretta. One word answer. Who's a better singer, Loretta or Samantha? Samantha. I guess Samantha. I like Samantha more. It's hard to say because they were both so auto-tuned that, like, Loretta, I don't feel like we ever got to actually hear what she sounded like. Glad we got that out of the way. She does do a super cute country song at the end, or whatever, or a ballad. I mean, I'd buy the album. Nope, I wouldn't. Did anybody learn a single thing from this movie? Holy moly. I guess, no, okay, I think my thing is gonna be, I really disliked Sam throughout the entire movie, and I feel like He's kind of just like a typical teenage girl. And so I guess it's more of a lesson to previous versions of myself or like teens that like everything will be fine. Just calm the fuck down. Like she was just trying so hard to have everything be so important that it kind of ruined. I mean, that's true for adults too, where it's like, just calm down. The things that you think really, really matter. I mean, like some stuff is important, but like just everything's not pressing right then and now. Just calm down, figure out a way to fix it, communicate. Don't be afraid to show your imperfections. Is that your lesson? Yeah. Well, then I'm going to steal yours. Where You, you can't have... steal. You steal. You can't keep stealing no, people. from what you said earlier, but you forgot to use oh. it as <laughs> your what you learned. Oh, okay. Is that... Well, no, I was, I was like, I want to use that, but Josh is going to use it. Where the more mistakes you make and then you succeed, the happier you're going to be with your success. Wow. You got to fail. You got to try. Disagree with your lesson. You can't disagree with a true. <laughs> There's been no precedence for this, but like, 
if we had done this podcast and from episode one, Meandies was like, fuck yeah, these guys are stellar. We're supporting them. And Max Fun or whoever else was like, we want them on our network. I'd be like, cool. We all made a cool thing. I wouldn't be like, man, I wish I had struggled more along the way. I kind of like, just like, like I think you should appreciate your the struggle that is part of the story, but I hate the narrative that art only comes from struggle and that like the only worthwhile art comes from struggle. Yes. True. That's also true. But well, since Lori just butchered my lesson, I'm just going to know what she said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys got so mad when I said that. <laughs> ah. Fine. Let me think of a freaking lesson. No one's perfect. Even if you are. Do <laughs> you speak from experience? <laughs> no, from Loretta. She was perfect and she still wasn't. This movie it had did. a lot. It was good. <laughs> it was. That being said, I felt like it was a little unclear at points. I felt like it didn't have a great like buildup. And I felt like there are things that could have been done to make it better. Therefore... I give it a six out of 10, even though I love it. It's not like my absolute favorite. It still kind of holds up to my, to my childhood dreams of what this was. Just not as much. So I felt like this movie was kind of jumbled at parts where scenes kind of mixed together, but there were some really cool scenes in here. And I feel like the overall story is one of the better decoms we've ever had. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Wow. Really into it. I really like this movie. Uh, Josh, you're familiar with this one, the remake of The Music Man with Matthew yes. Roderick. So as a whole, I think that remake is pretty good. And I, I know this, this is not the movie that we're talking about today. <laughs> but I think part of what made that remake not work is the fact that Matthew Broderick is just such a dope guy that you're like, of course, you're never going to scam these people out of their money. Like, of course, you're the good guy. Like, he wasn't convincing as a villain at the beginning, which it takes to sell the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of that during this movie because I think so much of this movie relied on you believing that Ricky Rivi was um, into Loretta and like really believing that to make the whole like Sam tension seem real. And so I feel like since it wasn't super convincing to me, at least that he was like enamored by her in a way that would make somebody romantically interested in him jealous. Like, I feel like that there wasn't really enough tension in this movie to really make that work, if that makes sense. It felt like there needed to be something that made this something more obvious or like more communication between everybody. It, yeah, yeah. At points, it felt like the band and Ricky and Loretta were all like in different timelines. So I feel like if they had maybe focused on even just like the friendship thing instead of Sam being romantically interested, it was such a non issue. There just wasn't enough tension to make the end. Like, I don't know what the payoff was necessarily supposed to be. I love Ricky Ullman. I love him in this movie. If he wasn't the one in it and Sam was the one who made this thing and then realized that, like, she made something that was better than her and it was her dealing with that, I feel like that would have been a more compelling, like, tension point than, like, Ricky's character was kind of non-essential. It didn't matter what he did as long as he created the... I think it would have been really compelling if it was like, like I said, like Sam made Loretta and then realized that like, shit, this thing I made is better. Than that would have been way good. The girl who turns herself into a pop star. They just remade it. Lizzie McGuire. They just remade it. Lizzie. It's pink. Hannah Montana. Jem. Oh, Jem. 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 Okay. Well, it doesn't come out till after this, but it's like the girl <laughs> who is a pop star, but she has to wear a blonde wig whenever she's on stage that's lizzie mcguire she has to wear a dark wig when she's on stage no yeah to be isabella she's she's blonde normally isabella and who's isabella (laughs) have you not seen the lizzie mcguire movie recently oh no we need to watch that we do oh it's not a decom so it could be special Probably like yeah, now, right? Because like Lizzie McGuire didn't no, last. What that long. Hannah Montana? Well, who's Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> Hannah Montana is Miley Cyrus. Yeah. So why are we talking about Lizzie McGuire? Because she in her movie she was like they went to Italy and there was this Italian pop star and she was a doppelganger and the one girl was leaving and she had to pretend to be the pop star. Oh, there's a lot of pop stars. Lori, wow. what do you rate this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was about to, and then Josh started oh, talking about other properties. <laughs> I think an eight. Wow. Mm. This movie bit off a big chunk, 
and they started chewing. Yeah, like I think the big ideas that they started, it's funny because like the big stuff they tried to tackle, they tackled very well, but like the teenage romance yeah. just fucked up. Like the they could not get that right. Couldn't do. And this genre is right up my alley, which I think is why I like this movie so much. Just with artificial intelligence and the emotions behind them. It's just, it was good. Have you ever experienced a miracle? No, that's last week's. If you had to put together three musicians to make your dream musician, what three would it be? Beyonce and the two guys from Savage Garden. (laughs) What would that even look like? I haven't thought of mine, so I was hoping you would take longer. Josh, please take a second. I think I would start off with a bass of Ariana Grande. Not, I don't love her, but I think she's super talented. I think she could do anything, so I think she'd make a good bass. Then I'd add in some eggs, um, some lettuce, some romaine, uh, have a good sandwich. Lettuce <laughs> is a band. Not knowing what else to put in there. Tori Amos, David Bowie, and Childish Gambino. I like it. I don't know what that would sound like, but it would be amazing oh and have gosh. really good hair. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know who I would want to see together? Us, us three. three. Where could Where I would you find us? Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> Josh, I'm uncomfortable. Josh, Josh, uh-huh. where could I find all three of us together? And also Sammy. Well, I can definitely tell you that. You can find us on social media or email us at bottomlesstogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review. Be stay perfect, my little kittens. Okay, how do I end this? 